folks. Welcome back to the Dope Show. Once again, I'm joined with the Jim Rhodes. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. Well, minus the alcoholism and PTSD. <laughs> no. um, it's been a long time. I think the last time we recorded was the finale of, well, it was Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now it's Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Right. Um, yeah, that was the last time we talked. Yeah. Uh, you know, life just gets in the way, folks. Jim's got things going on. I got things going on. I'd love to be able to come up here and talk once a week. Uh, I think I said that was my plan to do like twice a week, but it's just been busy. Yeah. You know, we got the Delta variant of COVID warming up in the bullpen. Probably going to get called out real soon. Bruh. Because uh, y'all didn't listen. Well, some of y'all did. I think I think under a little under 60% of the nation is vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of our friends to the South and West. Aren't <laughs> always them, isn't it? Always them. I mean, when you start putting up statues for traders, that lets yeah, me know. Right. Uh, folks, if you hear some booms and bangs in the background, you know it's the summertime, and I think their fireworks. I hope their fireworks. <laughs> right, right. Might be something else. Who knows? Right. It's that time of year. We gotta play that game. Yeah. My brother, how you been? Oh, brother, it is so good to be recording. It is so good to be back with my peoples doing what we do, man. Um, I have been, I've been phenomenal, bro. Uh, you know, definitely blessed. Uh, a lot of, you know, busy, but busy for a lot of the positive things in life, and um, and thankful, thankful for, thankful for an upturn in my life, um, especially after a, you know, I've talked to you about it in depth, a very, very. Uh, hard the hardest year of my life was 2020 so uh things have been definitely a lot better for me so far so just blessed and uh thankful and hoping that the blessings keep on uh keep on keep on keeping on but i'm prepared if, if something else if, it, if things go south then you know i'm thankful for that too i'm thankful for the blessing of still being around is it just me or does it feel like 20 like the end of 2019 2020 and 21 just all roll together bruh it's it's all a blur it's all a blur um life between the end of 2019 up to well up until maybe a few few months ago where it was like it all sort of mashed together mm-hmm. and uh you know just just tragedy and misery and and difficulty and it was just like, wow, uh, are we ever going to, as a, you know, as a people, I guess people live, living and trying to exist. Uh, yeah, you're right. Like, are, we, are we ever going to, am I going to feel good again about anything? You know what I mean? Um, you know, you know, I, I, December 26, 2020, uh, my father died of COVID. And that was my, that was my, um, you know, he was who I patterned myself after. Um, and, you know, been dealing with the fact that, you know, he had a lot of, he had a lot of other health problems. And you mm-hmm. know, come to, I knew that he had significant health issues. And, you know, just by the fact that I've been his caregiver for years now. But you're never prepared for the loss of a parent. Nah, and uh, you know nothing. You know, I kept telling myself like I'm ready, I'm ready. It's like no, you're not ready. You're not, nah. ready. and I'll never, I'll never be 
right. I'm just in a better place with it. I'll never be right, um, but I'm in a better place with it. So yeah, man, it's just like all that, all that uh, stuff just seems like it's rolled up into one, and it's hard, it's hard to hard to pick through. Uh, just, yeah. So I'm glad to feel just even a little bit of light. I'm glad for even a little bit of light. Well, you know, you, I, I, I learned a lot from you, and I always try to chime in every now and then with the, with the joke on the text. So, yeah. You know, hopefully, sometimes those help. Sometimes, like, bro, talking to you. Period. Uh, talking to you. The only way I've gotten through, the only way I've gotten through 2020, was through family and friends. And a lot of times, uh, you know, definitely, definitely, you know, definitely leaned on my family, but I definitely leaned on my on my friends. You know what I mean? Who and my my friends' friends and you, you know, my people. Y'all are my family too. So it's more like all family. You know what I mean? So I, I, I lean. The only way I got through all this was was via God's grace and and talking to you know people like you, bro. A little behind the scenes info: Jim is the godfather to my son, so we yeah. are definitely family. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, man, that was. Yeah, it's, it's it's been real, and for me, it's just been, you know, the, the, I call him the boy. The boy number two was born in November, so it's literally like November now like i just woke up it's right. now you know right and it's just all been a blur um and i couldn't even you know what's funny these what? shows have and when i say these shows folks i'm talking about these marvel shows have really been like a nice breath of fresh air right because remember we couldn't really go to the movie theaters nothing was coming out right everybody was trying to figure out how we're gonna do this so you just have people throwing stuff on their streaming apps Mm-hmm. We went what all of 2020 with no Marvel movies. The last thing we got was the Spider-Man Far From Home, right? Which was for me it was eh. and I, yeah, yeah. Same. I you know what? And I meant to tell you, we I think we actually as a family we watched that movie and we were definitely we liked it and we liked it, but it was definitely like like eh, sort of like you sort of your reaction to like eh, it was okay. You okay. know what made me say that? Because what? it was okay, but my thing was, you just gave us Endgame, and right. this is what you followed up. Now, granted, I I know you need a palate a palate cleanser. That's a super huge emotional high. Yeah, but you're essentially ending and starting a new phase, right? And that's what you came up with. Hey, it wasn't Fantastic Four, any one of the Fantastic Fours. But we're judging them against what what they've done now. True. True. And the other, my other thing, too, with that film was, and trust me, folks, we have stuff that we definitely want to talk about, but I'm going to go on to a little tangent here. Y'all have essentially turned Peter Parker into Iron Man's Robin. Wow. I didn't think about it that way, Rand, but yes, you, you make an excellent point. One of the greatest things about Peter Parker is, for the most part, he does this all on his own. He is dead broke. He's scrapping together on his, his photographer's salary. Now you've given him access to the satellites, the jet. You taking him to Europe. Right, right. You got technology in the suit. Right, right, right. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, you all trying to yeah. turn Peter Parker into the Iron Man of the MCU? Nah, let's not go this route. Right, right. Man, I know, good good call, bro. I never, I never even thought about it. I never saw it that way. But yeah, he definitely is almost sidekick material now. Yeah. And the dude is dead. You're still gonna be in the sidekick. 
the sidekick to a dead man. Right. Even even Robin got to grow up and become Nightwing and get his own town. Right, 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 right. Wow, yes. Uh, Folks, what we really wanted to kick this off with was Ta-Nehisi Coates, and about end of May, he ended his run on Black Panther. And I I have to first get to this way. I am biased. I am a huge Ta-Nehisi Coates fan. I'm, he is my favorite author of all time. But I can also say the man brings it. The man is gifted. Yeah. And what he brought to Black Panther was so dope. Because if you know Coates, um, I think what he was before Between the World and Me, what he was most famous for was his piece in the Atlantic called The Case for Reparations, um, which he laid out a very plausible case that there needed to be reparations. He followed that up with an amazing book, Between the World and Me, which is basically like a letter to his son about his life and the things he's experienced and how he hopes the world turns out for him. Um, So about after that, he gets into negotiations with Marvel and they're like, look, do you want to write Black Panther? The man did so well that they then said, hey, we're going to turn over Captain America to you as well. And it was following Nick Spencer's amazing run of Captain America where Cap was the leader of Hydra. And he came back, kind of got his, his ass kicked back to his senses. But it wasn't like this dream state where everybody forgot. Nah, people, we, we know what happened. And the world sees you as a traitor. You got to fix this. So Coates is in this position of how do I bring Captain America back to respectability? How do I make him, you know, trustworthy again? But what he, back to the, the Black Panther thing, he takes T'Challa to a place where you're going to get called out on a lot of the, the stuff you've done in throughout your history of the comics, which is jet-setting around the world with the Avengers and the Fantastic Four and often leaving Wakanda in these vulnerable positions. His nonsense with Storm, are we together, are we not together? And just, do you really want to be king? He gets called out by like a prominent philosopher amongst Wakanda. The door and this, um, this is these are mild spoilers because the the run it's probably like three or four year run. The door Malaje turn on him, and there's pretty much a civil war within Wakanda. But what the most fascinating thing that he does is once all that gets settled, because I would consider that the first arc of the run, they go back and revisit because one thing that the movie doesn't never addressed, and I wish they would have. Queen Mother Ramona is not his birth mother. That is his stepmother. His real mother died during childbirth. She was a brilliant uh, astrophysicist and was trying to set up the Wakanda space program. So the child feels like it is his duty to continue his mother, his mother's work. In doing that, uh, he realizes that okay, vibranium came to Wakanda through a, a meteorite. We have act, we have all of it, but the world now knows what vibranium is and what it does. Our enemies will probably look to the stars to go get vibranium for themselves. We need to go amongst the stars and secure vibranium. They send off these Wakandan astronauts. They never come back. T'Challa feels responsible. And part of that whole thing about I'm the king, I need to take responsibility for this. He feels he needs to go off into the stars and find out what happened to them. What happened to them is that they end up going through like a, a time jump, 2,000 years in the future, and they have conquered the galaxy. They have kept their... Wakandan sensibilities, their religion, 
Um, and they've also created an empire. They have slaves. They do what empires do. And if you know Colt's work, Colt's work is very much about the African-American experience. And you see it in this. You see it in the Wakandans. Um, they are, for better or worse, the British and American empire. And T'Challa, when he goes to find these Wakandans, he ends up in this, this future, but he's a slave and he is, leads an uprising. The good thing is that because those Wakandans brought their religion, their culture with them, Names like T'Challa and Baku and Killmonger are common names. So you see these characters. Um, and not to give it all away, he finds a way to come back. They they question the, the, the civil wars going on. And Wakandan Prime, the original Wakandan, uh, both basically these two versions of Wakanda meet the, the, the spacefaring Wakanda, the Earth Wakandans, huge battle. And at the end, we find T'Challa in a place that he want, did not want to be in. Instead of now just being king of Wakanda on Earth, you're now king of Wakanda in the entire galaxy. And you've got to figure out how to rule this thing. You you have now in a place with even more power than you had to start with. And that's where it ends. And it's just fascinating. The whole ride, the whole trip is phenomenal. Um, Jim, did you get to read any of it? I read some of it, man. And, okay. you know, uh, it, it literally, uh, first off, thank you for, for gifting it to me. Uh, and yeah, I got to read some of it. And, you know, uh, I can only speak from it from a perspective of a person who read Black Panther growing up mm -hmm. and keeping it, keeping it brief. It was just refreshing to see Black Panther being written from a perspective of a black person, particularly a black male. Yeah. As, as opposed to. Uh, I can't remember who who wrote the uh, the comic when I was growing up. I don't know if it was Kirby or. So, uh, at one point, Lee Priest takes over for it, and okay. Lee Priest is a black man, but okay. Lee has some misogyny role, just real heavy. He created the Dormilaje. Do you know what his original they were really for? They Tell were, they were like his. Or they like were that. his king's guard and concubine. If he Come whoever he would choose, on. they'd have to bear his child. Uh, and eventually got cleaned up, but there's the crazy thing that I was reading a, um an interview with Coates, right? And Coates is like, "Look, Lee, he's like me and Lee talked all the time, and he's like Lee would be like, if there's certain things you want to fix and you feel the need to fix, you go right ahead and fix these things." And Coates knew exactly what he's talking about, right? right. And it was cool to see that Lee had matured in that area. It was like, yeah, this was. This is really wild, problematic. Right. And then that Colts had the free run, free range to change these things. Well, good. Good. Like like one of the things, Lee Lee's version of Storm and, and T'Challa had like this just really problematic. Like T'Challa just come and go as he please. And not to say that everything has to be on the up and up in a comic book. I mean that that speaks to a part of T'Challa's character, but Storm couldn't call him out on his shit. Okay. And in this she does. Okay. And in this, she has more agency. And she had more of a personality as well because T'Challa would say things like, ah, oh, you must not, you don't understand the burden I bear. And she's like, are you effing kidding me? My people look at me as I'm a goddess. 
Right. What do you think? What type of responsibility I have to those people? Right. You're a king, but I'm a god to these people. Right. And right. one thing that I found fascinating is that this version of T'Challa is like, I've opened up Wakanda to the world, but what is Wakanda to Africans? Mm. Which speaks to something that we both are pretty aware of within the black community. And I, I would say a lot of just people who leave a place but don't have that much connection to that place of origin. Right. So you see Miles Morales, and he basically tells like black superheroes within the Marvel universe, you all have a place here. Right. You see them fight for Wakanda. They have homes in Wakanda. Like, and I found that interesting that to to see that topic translated on the pages of the comic book. Yeah. But, and that's that is the universal that is the struggle amongst uh black people here in this country and you know central and south america that is our struggle within the diaspora and it was just it was just really refreshing and i was pretty sad to see it come to an end then i got hit with the bombshell that yeah the run on captain america is coming to an end as well so for me as a fan of this writer it's like ah where do i i get my fix for him you know he is doing the, the script for superman and we've both I think we've both been pretty vocal about, look, I don't need a black Superman because you can't even yes. get the white one right. Yeah. And I'm cool with Superman being Henry Cavill, a white dude. He looks like yes. he's perfect for the role. Yes. He literally defined the role for me as a as an adult. Yes. You know, I think I said it in the last the last time we talked was that Henry Cavill has been the the, the defining uh, Superman for me as an adult. The same way Christopher Reeve was for me as a kid. You know, it's wild too. I was. There was a somebody was asked about would they direct uh Superman with Henry Cavill? And he was like, Of course. He was like, he's great. He just got shitty material. Right. And I'm like, it just like light bulb went off and I was like, that was the problem. The he yeah. wasn't the problem. And it shouldn't be taken out on him. Because y'all y'all screwed this up. I and mean, we've we've done our DC rants. I think we do at least 10 minutes every time. This yeah. was your fault. Yeah, true. Not his. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to see him. I'd like to see him. And, you know, and, and you know, I will take any um, any flack that anybody has for me for saying that you can leave Superman a white guy. I don't. I really don't care. I mean, I'd actually prefer you do that. Yeah. Like, this isn't like you're taking a character, an obscure character, a character that people really aren't invested in, and yeah. changing them a bit. Just probably a top five in terms of just recognizable people, like in terms of combo characters. I mean, even even but if we're gonna take if we're gonna take it that go that route, then we shouldn't have we should have been okay with, and I and I would have been okay with Steve Rogers re- remaining uh, Captain America and a uh, you know a white guy, but for some reason Superman being a white guy that doesn't sit. That sits okay with me, and that yeah. sit okay with me. Period. But I don't know why I'm okay with a new Captain America, and not okay with a new Superman. Maybe because Captain America is really just maybe just a designation, as opposed to it, Superman. It, yeah, like like James, like 007. It's just like Bond, right? Yeah, it, it's just your 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 title, your code name versus right. who you are as a person. Superman is Clark Kent. Clark Kent is a white dude. Yeah, 
yeah i'm okay with it. I'm, I'm okay with that too you know what i mean yeah same thing if, they, if they're like i wouldn't want boy, I, whatever it's the truth i wouldn't want i'm okay with batman being a white guy too i, would, ding, I don't ding, know ding. if i'd want a black batman i'm okay with that as well yeah. and, and i always go back to this if, if anybody else is going to be batman you give that mantle to dick grayson to me that's always been my thing sure absolutely yeah, that's the dude yeah. has to go to, right? I, I, yeah. Um, another thing that we we wanted to touch on, and so folks, at we actually did record uh, a show, just giving our thoughts on Chadwick shortly after his passing, and we had both agreed it just it wasn't our best work. Like we're very critical of ourselves, mm-hmm. and especially like as more came out about how hard this man worked, how much he cared about the community, we, we scrapped it. And it was probably like a two-hour episode. Yeah. And it was crazy because since he died, I still have not sat through an entire rewatch of Black Panther. I can't do it. Mm. And somebody, and I was trying to explain to somebody why I couldn't, why his passing bothered me so much. And I was listening to Monty Jones and I think he said it better than anybody. He said it didn't hit him. Like he understood why people loved Black Panther and loved Chadwick Boseman. But he was like, for him, it was just, you know, it's like, all right, it's a black guy being a superhero. But then he said his pops was like, you love wrestling. And they grew up in Houston. So he was like, my dad says wrestling. Right. He said, yeah. And he was like, do you remember how you felt the first time a black guy got the world heavyweight champ in wrestling, even though you knew it was fake? And he said it just stopped him dead in his tracks. Mm. He was like, it meant everything to me. Mm. And his dad was like, well, that's how those people feel. Representation matters. Representation absolutely 1 million percent matters. And we've talked about Meteor Man. We've talked about Blade. But yeah. this was different. Yeah. And no disrespect to Blade because and none. without Blade, you don't get, without Blade, or without what was uh what was Michael Jai White's character? Uh, Spawn. Spawn. Without Blade or Spawn, you don't get Black Panther on a big screen. But by the same token, Black Panther is iconic because of not just the the the, the race of the character, but the import of who Black Panther is. He's a king. He's a scientist, and he's black, and he's male, and it's something else to see and it's aspirational it's aspirational and you get to see a group of women who are his bodyguards usually you have something like that a person like that would have male bodyguards no like black panther has bodyguards who are women who are strong who are independent his sister is smarter than him his sister is 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 smarter than him and she's she's fully realized go ahead kevin feige went on to say she is the smartest person in the mcu she definitely is. Yeah. And I saw people yeah. lose their shit online over that. And I could not believe Absolutely. it. Yeah. Oh, it, you know, cry, cry harder. Cry. I love it. I love when they start crying about that. Cry harder. And you know, it's crazy. And I and we'll go back to the, you grew up a wrestling fan, did you? Uh, absolutely. I grew up a Jimmy. Well, I'm going to date myself. I grew up and forgive me. This is before all the allegations came out about his miss miss yeah uh i was a snooker fan growing up when i was really really young i was a jimmy superfly snooker fan and you know so sticking with that because i you I tend to use the rest of metaphors for a lot 
the Blade thing doesn't hit the same because Blade isn't the hero. No. It is different in wrestling when the good guy wins the belt versus a bad guy. Mm-hmm. It's different in sports when the favorite, when the guy that everybody is rooting for, that is damn near universally loved, wins the championship versus the team that you hate. Right. If the Boston, when the Boston Celtics win the championship, only Boston fans care right. about that. Or, or the Yankees. Or the, the Yankees. Yankees. Yeah, exactly. But like when Michael Jordan got a ring, right? Unless you were the Knicks fans, right? We we're all generally pull. happy. Yeah, we all kind of pull for them. And that was the difference with this. This was right. a good guy. This was a hero through and through. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then we get the backstory of. That his brother went to Howard. And right. for those that don't know, for a lot of black people, Howard is like home. It, it is, yeah. even if you didn't go there, you know it's history, you know it's important. And not just Howard, I'd say Spellman, Morehouse, Morehouse, Grambling. Yeah. But Howard's but just a little bit different. Bruh, there's a reason that people call Howard the Mecca. There's a exactly. reason. Exactly. It. It's called the Mecca. And like, yeah, and the real HU because anybody exactly it's not Hampton, it's not Hampton, yeah, yeah, it's not Hampton, yeah. Hey, if there's some Hampton folks listening, nobody is checking for (laughs) y'all. That's terrible. (laughs) I have friends who went to Hampton, but yeah, this, yeah, this, there's a reason that there's Eric Robeson has a song about Howard Girls, and you know, it's called the Mecca. It's, it's, it's been a a, a a bastion of black culture, black leadership, black uh, excellence, uh, diversity for thought. thought yeah, for, for for generations, man. That's that's no disrespect to any of the other HBCUs, but Howard is just a little bit different. And so to see that uh, brother Chad went there, uh, it totally made sense. It totally made sense. Um, if you have a copy of Between the World and Me, you've probably read Coates' chapter on when he first got to Howard, and he felt like it was the meeting point of the diaspora. Right. You saw everybody there. You saw mm-hmm. the brothers from the hood with the baggy jeans. You saw cats with dreads from the West Coast. You saw country bammers. You saw international students. Who was their first time coming to America? Right. It is just basically like where we go to. Right. And to know that this brother went there and this brother was an activist on campus. Right. And the work he put in and that he fought that silent battle with cancer. Right. And I think I think his wife knew. Mm-hmm. His best friend who he wrote scripts with. Right. And maybe two other people. I remember I saw an interview with Denzel say he didn't know. Yep. And Denzel paid for him. Didn't he pay for him to go to Howard? Denzel and his wife did, right? I think he paid for him to, I think, finish. Yeah, he paid. I know that they contributed a significant amount of money for him. Yeah. I mean, hell, he, I didn't Denzel direct uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. He he had a a heavy involvement with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Denzel and uh, Felice Rashad. And Paulette, I believe, his Denzel's wife, are were heavily, heavily invested in the success of Chadwick Boseman. They were definitely, and he always 
he, he didn't he he never failed to 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 properly credit them you know he always made sure and said that they they were you know and it's crazy they were his benefactors do you remember all the jokes of people saying he was looking tired of doing the Wakanda oh, yeah. proposal. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. He was, and he yeah. had hopped on I IG, was trying to talk to people, and they're making fun of him, saying, oh, you're a crackhead now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I and remember. it's like, at any point, that brother could have lashed out and be like, nah, man, I'm going through some things. Right. Well, and I there's a part of me. Didn't he get his diagnosis that it was terminal before Black Panther won? Before, before, I mean, before Black Panther. Like, I think he got his diagnosis before the movie was even filmed. Yes, because if you, and I'll, Susan, there is a significant weight loss between Civil War and Black Panther. Right. And then I also, he, I I wish, and I got to get this guy's name, but it's like his right hand men, they went to Howard together. They moved up to New York together to write scripts and try to, you know, get roles. Yeah, I read that. I read his piece. Yep. And he was like, nah, I just got to keep pushing. I just got to keep pushing. Yeah. And he would try to tell him to take a break. He's like, nah, you got to. And then he took these roles for a reason. Like, I just watched Get Up. Um, Because there was a point in time where I remember I would see him take these these legacy roles, these biopic roles. I'm like, why does his brother keep doing this? But right. it was about preservation. Mm-hmm. It was about making sure these people who are important get their stories told. And yeah. folks, I know this is really primarily a combo podcast, but this there is an importance to the role this man played. Absolutely. And watching him perform Get Up, I was like, yo, this dude is phenomenal. As yeah. an actor, he is an he's a thespian. Yeah. This ain't Michael B. Jordan playing it and Wow. I'm gonna get to this. Well, I'm gonna say <laughs> I have a I have a folks, I have um come to the conclusion about Michael B. Jordan. He plays the same person almost yeah. all the time. Yeah, you've said this before. Yep. There is no difference between Apollo Creed and Eric Killmonger. Right. Both these men have no dads. <laughs> Both these yeah. men think the world owes them something. Right. They're stubborn. And yeah. as soon as things get rough, they, they just shell up. Yeah. And lash out everybody else and it only took it only took a few years. What Black Panther? I forget what year it came out. It only took it only took out um, right now to uh, to come come down to understanding that uh, I, I look on social media and people are saying stuff like, you know, maybe we had it wrong about Killmonger. Like you think we said that we, from day one. We said that from the beginning. We said that from the beginning that Killmonger was a bad guy. From the minute you and I were on that. He put his hands on that old lady throat. Right. And said, when I tell you to do something, I mean that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you sure you about the liberation of the people? Right, right. I don't think you about the people, right? Like, you then he said, the sun will never set on the Wakanda Empire. I'm like, kind of sure that's what the British said about that's the rest. That's exactly what the, the British said. That's exactly the British saying. That's exactly the British saying. Yep. And it was just like, like, have you seen Creed? Have you seen Creed yet? Nah, nah, nah. And I've, I've heard people, I've heard it's detractors, and I've heard it's uh, the people who praise it. So, as a Rocky uh, film, yeah. it's a good film. That's that's not setting a, a too high a bar, but okay. All right. So, for me, when it comes to Rocky movies, it's Rocky one. No, no. It's Rocky two, Rocky three, and then everything else. Okay. This is 
in in that universe, it's pretty good. But okay. once you watch those two, and you've already seen Black Panther, it's like, oh, you're the same dude. Have you watched uh, that Tom Clancy movie he did on, on Amazon, No Remorse? I started watching that, and I said, wow, he's the same guy it, as Killmonger. That was a movie that solidified it for me. It was like, oh, you you picked these roles for, for a reason. Right. I don't think you got any range. Right. You notice that man ain't did a rom-com yet. <laughs> well, listen, there is there is a lane to, to occupy when you don't have range. I am not going to knock his hustle because by the same token, I am a huge, huge, huge Keanu Reeves fan. And Keanu Reeves is the same person, whether he's Morpheus, not, not Morpheus, whether he's Neo, whether he's John, John Wick. And I'm, and I'm the huge, I'm a huge John Wick fan. Uh, he's the same person. But and, he got Ben and Ted under his belt. Yeah. Okay. There's that. And, 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 he was, and Speed. He's the same guy in Speed. So there's a lane to occupy. Uh, can you, can you, I don't know, th- th- what makes it where I want to watch you? Good point. Being, you know, you know what, what compels me to watch you when you don't have range? And I don't know what it is. I mean, I like, I like, I guess with John Wick, I just like the, I definitely like the fight scenes. And I like the, uh, big fan of the, of the whole surrounding the, the I like the lore. Movie. Yeah, the, the, the lore yeah. of that universe is dope. Yep, it's dope, yeah. I like the Continental. I'm a huge fan of the Continental, the, 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 the actual hotel. The brother that plays the, um, basically the the concierge at the desk. Yeah, the concierge. He doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. He, he does yeah, not he, get enough that's credit. My, that's my man. So- he was from, I forget his name, from The Wire. I'm sorry, folks. If you hear a baby crying in the background, that's my son. Slate, cranky babies. Um, right. I'm gonna try to clean that up in the editing. Yeah. But uh, we got off track. Back to Chad. Um, yeah. Yo, I still haven't been able to sit through Black Panther. I hear you, bro. I can watch Get Up. I cannot, and I think it's my love of comics. And selfishly knowing that this story is never gonna be told, however, him and Ryan Coogler intended it to be. Like I saw. Uh, Angela Bassett said, "There at this point, there have been five different versions of the script now." Wow. There's only one way to take this, and that's to make Shuri Black Panther. See, I don't think that. I don't think that's. I don't that's know. Canon if, isn't that canon? Well, which canon are we going with? Because. Isn't that the one in the, in, in the comics? She becomes Black Panther, so she also becomes more than that. She gets some godlike well, powers too, and takes it a whole step different direction. I mean, well, can we just at least start it with her being Black Panther? I don't want to. I don't want to see, and I'm selfish. I don't really want to see anybody else cast as a male Black Panther. I'd rather. Well, they've said there's no T'Challa's gone. Like nobody else will play T'Challa. Okay. I think we will see. My best guess at some point we'll get her as Black Panther, but I mm-hmm. don't think that's permanent. Okay, you think they'll have like another another person, another male play back Black Panther I again? I think eventually somebody else steps into that role, and I'm not saying she couldn't do it. I think she should be good at it. Right. 
Um, but I remember she said something wild last summer about like vaccines and stuff. Oh yeah, she was out of out of pocket with it. And You're then right. it got deleted real quick, and I haven't seen her say a word on Twitter since. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Oh man, my memories. Yeah, I was gonna say my memory shop, but by the same token, we already talked about how the fact that. And I'm not saying that should stop her from being able to take this role, but you know, this is Disney. It's still mm-hmm. a family company. Like, yeah, yeah. And we have to be able to market you. And you're out here saying wild stuff. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. You you can't be out here with the hot, with the fuego takes. Yeah. You can't be out here with the fuego takes where people are like, oh, man, I'm not going to go support that. And uh, the mouse wants wants his money, so. Speaking of fake fuego takes. Yo, Anthony Mackie's been talking crazy. Oh. Uh, I have not seen it. What has the brother been saying? But you know how I've I've gone on record it, about how and I you said it. You anyway. you said it from the jump. Yeah. And folks, it's probably like episode three or four of this this show. Jim said it. Jim was not on board with Anthony Mackie nah, at nah, all. Nah, not a fan. In the least. And then at the end, we were like, "Yo, good job. A little clunky at points, yeah. but good job." Mm-hmm. I'll give him his props for that, but just just in general, something something about that 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 dude does not sit sit right with my spirit. Well, I noticed if you go back and look at interviews before, I'll say early MCU and pre that he said some wild stuff. Like, I there was something about women, and he was like, she need she need to be in the kitchen making daddy a sandwich, mm-mm, mm-mm. and it was like, I mm-mm. think people don't realize when you are an actor or actress and you're trying to strive to get a certain place, got to have a, a, a communications manager, a PR team to kind of mm-hmm. coach you up before you do interviews. A publicist. Your there you publicist go, a publicist. Handle that. Yes, your publicist handles that for you. Then following this show, he was like, you know, I had a great line and it was going to be if we are we are to make America great again, it's going to take mm-hmm. all Americans and races and colors. And I'm just like, Oh, He's I like, that. He said, that, oh, you know, they shot that down real quick, but I wanted it in there. And it's just like, nah, B. That ain't nah, it, bro. That, that that's, ain't it. that's not it. We don't ever need any version of that stupid ass saying ever uttered again. Any version. I, you know, I, don't, I don't care if who is trying to make it. I don't care that it, the, he, a black guy, is trying to, to, to I don't know, make that seem less offensive but it was it's, all the, it's too it's super offensive all the connotations the hats were stupid the like hat, yeah make yes. long hair great again make this great yeah. like, nah nah i don't ever want to see a red hat with the white with the white writing on it ever again unless it's the phillies hat that's pretty much about it it just wasn't it and i'm just like dog man yeah. just don't say nothing yeah I don't understand why people. I don't know why are these cats just 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 crappy human beings. I mean, you know the, the, the one boy, Chris Pratt. Like, what's what's you know just. Oh just, man, just, just why are you why are you you know? That's why I, I try know. to read as little as, as possible when it comes to some of these actors in these films I like. Right. Because it's it's like ah now I gotta look at you funny. Right. I can enjoy the role. It's like you're a good actor. Like I can. Separate, you know, the you from the role, but it's like, oh man, just like, don't I can never watch, I, right? I can never watch like Kevin Spacey. 
I heard. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. He's trying. Like, bro, he's trying to come back. He's taking a role that's related to the shit he got accused of. Like, bro, don't do it. (laughs) You're done. Just fade into obscurity. Count your money. No one wants to hear from you again. Yeah. Just leave it alone. Yeah, I don't know. So you know, and I like Kevin. Before all this, I liked yeah. Kevin Spacey. I was like, "Well, he's kind of creepy, but he's a pretty good actor." And it's like, "Yeah, he's kind of creepy because he's a creep in real life." Yeah, you were you were method acting, right? <laughs> yeah, you were method acting. Yeah, you were really being yourself. That's what you were. You was doing the Robert De Niro and, and pretending to be a taxi cab driver in New York. You was right. really living this. Yeah, for real. Just just a, just a wild pervert, like bro. Just don't just don't be a I don't know. How hard is it to be a decent human being? I don't know. Oh, man, I think it must be difficult nowadays. Right, right. Jeez. Uh segue off. You started a couple episodes on Loki. How do you feel about this thing? I like it. I like the fact that Marvel is taking I don't even I don't even know if if we would call it risks anymore. I like the fact that they aren't doing something formulaic i like the fact that every time i watch something with them these little shorts i'm getting something different the black uh captain america and the winter soldier is not like loki which was you know and i'm like which which was not like uh wandavision yeah wandavision you know i'm i'm liking the fact that listen they said we need to go ahead and try something different i think of all the three that I liked, I so far I like. I, I feel like I'm kind of obligated to say the the black. Nah, uh, you don't have to. I'm like, but I like I like Wandavision better. So I like Wandavision better, and I like this. I like I like uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, and so far I like Loki as a, as, a, as a close third. I'm I'm all caught up on Loki, and I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody. First three episodes, I was like, this is good, but it's not my thing. Okay. Got to the last two episodes. I was like, oh, this this blows the other two out the water. Oh, that good. It's the most comic book thing they've done. Really? It's got the weird. It's got the obscure. It's got the action. It is the most comic book thing they've done. Okay. And it perfectly straddles the line of, we're not going to go overboard and get silly, but we can it knows oh. exactly when to pull itself back. It is the most comic book thing they've done. Okay. All right. Well, maybe, well, I'm going to free up some time between tomorrow and Monday and watch watch that and watch Scarlet Witch. That's the, yeah. those, are, those are the goals. The other thing about Loki is Tom Hiddleston is clearly a different level of actor than pretty much everybody on the other two shows. I was probably, I would say Paul Bettany is close, okay. but Tom Hiddleston is like, is an actor's actor. Yeah. I like, I like him. And the dude could sing, which I had no idea. Oh uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen him sing. I've, I've seen him sing on something uh, on some British TV show before. I think that's what helps out the show a lot too. But yo, yeah. I was like, Third episode, I was like, oh, it's good. It, you know what it was? I woke up every Friday early to catch WandaVision and, you know, Captain America Winter Soldier. Right. This was like, I'll get to it when I get to it. Now it's must-see viewing. That good? Yeah. I'm upset that it's only six episodes. 
Yeah, ended like this week, didn't it? At next week's the last one. Oh wow. Okay. Um, as far as Black Widow, I will say what the thing I will say about this is Marvel's. I would love to see the 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 whiteboard in Kevin Feige's office. That probably looks like a March Madness thing, but it all goes in just one direction instead of right. them meeting in the middle. Right. And I'm pretty sure it's got like some lines coming back to like, okay, well, we could throw this in here. That is their greatest ability. Right. That they know how all this stuff plays out. It's so detailed. And even when they make mistakes, oh, we could just retcon that. Just basically like comic books. Right. Like that's how I know right. that these guys are actual comic fans. Oh, we can we can fix this later. Oh, right. we, we screwed up with Ultron, the movie was was all right. We'll make it look great in two to three years. Right. True. Same thing with this. Really? It's so was it was it was it okay. Was it watchable? Okay. My favorite in the MCU, and my wife can attest to this because I watch it over and over again, between the Winter Soldier and what was the one? Um and what's the second one? What's the other one? Civil uh, War. Captain America, Civil War. I watch it. Oh, I watch those two over and over again. The vibes is are there. it along those lines? It is clearly okay. in that vein. It okay. takes some things from those films. It's okay. directly related. The film takes place right after Civil War. Okay. The lettering, like, do you remember how the lettering whenever they'll go to a different country? Uh, the white lettering in uh, Civil War and, and Winter Soldier, right? Exactly the same. Right. All the vibe is still there. It's different because you know how that she's dead. Right. Um, and there are some missteps. It's weird because the first time I watched it, I was like, ah, on a scale of one to five, I was like, it's a three. Watched it again, okay. I was like, it's a two and a half. Watched it again today, I was like, well, the movie came out yesterday. I watched it twice today. Watched it today, I was like, it's a four. Whoa. I keep flip-flopping back just because... And you'll see it because you know where the movie sits. Okay. That, yeah, canonically, it's right after Civil War, but I'm watching this, what, it's been four or five years since Civil War came out? Right. It, it's it's in a weird spot. It's a good film. as a sta- I'll say this, too. As a standalone Marvel film, there's something I've always got on them because I always felt like there's too much. I'm trying to set you up for something that's happened two years later. Right. Because of where it sits, there's not a lot of that going on. Okay. Like they made okay. a one thing I love about Black Panther, you could not have seen almost any Marvel movies and just go watch Black Panther. Right. Right. It's it's good by itself. I, I don't I don't need any backstory. I can just go ahead and just sit down and, and watch this in and to itself. And what it might do is prompt me to go find and see like, hey, is there anything else that I might have missed? A lead up? You know, it might get me interested in the character if I didn't have an interest in the character prior to watching the movie. For the most part, this is the same. Wow. You there's there's some references to like Cap, the Avengers, but for the most part, you can watch this and be like, oh, I get this. I know what's going on. Okay. Okay. Um, I, so I can't wait for you to watch it. So in maybe a week or two, we could come back and I could really hear your thoughts on this. Action wise, it's great, phenomenal, top tier. Okay. Okay. Talk I did you. hear a lot of uh, I did see via social media. I've been avoiding spoilers. I heard it had a lot of gratuitous butt shots on there. Just mad nah, shots. You know what's funny? There's one that stands out. Okay. But other than that, nah. It, okay. And you know us. We're 
we are pro women, pro <laughs> women, pro individuality and ownership of your agency. agency of your your body. Nah, there was one that I was like, yeah, that's that's real Iron Man two ish. Okay, okay, but um, for the most part, nah, I did that didn't cross my mind at all. The one thing that does did throw me off watching it at home because I I did the Disney Plus joint, right. I should have made sure my kid was asleep because him coming in the room, talking, asking questions, I got to pause it. It just oh, takes you no. out of the experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's no, no more immersion, right? Yeah. And I'm sitting there, I was like, I was super, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be home. I ordered pizza, soda. Right. And there is something that you lose by not seeing it at the theater. And I'm like, all right, so the next time I do this, I'll make sure he's out. I'm going to the basement. I'm going to turn the surround sound on. Right. I'll, you know, I'll suffer the. The mold I got going on, and I throw the ear clearer on or something. Right, right. Wear my N95 <laughs> while I watch it. Right, right, right. Sacrifices must be made. Yeah, but that's the only thing. Like, it's the immersion is gone. Okay, but okay. I'll say this: if they, I would love for them this to be a permanent option. Look, you don't want to go to the theater. Thirty bucks. It should be. I mean, I'm not. I, I listen. Being completely honest, I'm not going back to the theater anytime soon, so it should be. I don't mind playing the, the extra 30 bucks. I was going to pay it if I want anyways. Probably Absol- more. Absolutely. That's exactly. Even more, because what my my wife and I, our family, we, what we do is we go and did, well, up, you know, told the pandemic, we would go to the whole movie tavern experience. So yep. it would be, you know, the, the dinner and the movie. It's like, yeah, no. And that's like a hundred and some odd dollars for the family. Yeah, because y'all family of four. Oh shit, I'm a family right. of four too. But yes, you are, brother. That's exactly. Right. <laughs> Except they're not ordering a uh, 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 whole pasta dinner yeah. and large soda yet, but they will be at some point. So and it's like yeah, nah, I'm gonna take this. Th- like Disney, you could have. Matter of fact, take forty if you really. Because now I've watched, I've watched it three times already. I've been yeah. got my money back. Right. Yeah. See, that's a that should be a permanent option. They have to pivot. If if they don't pivot their business their business model to accommodate this new reality that we're living in, then maybe that's foolish. That'd be that'd be foolish. That they're they're literally walking away from money. And like I keep seeing trailers, so so and such movie coming out only in theaters. We'll see. Yeah, not like I said, the big, said the beginning of the podcast. That Delta variant is getting caught out the bullpen. Mm-hmm. And I'm not fooling around with this. Have you seen the? And just a quick aside. My wife showed me the graphs in regards to, I think it's Spain and some, uh, maybe Brazil, the graphs in regards to the spike. They were mm-hmm. on a decline, and now the decline is almost like a, maybe not a 90 degree, but maybe like an a 70 degree incline. Like a, like a almost, side of a triangle? Right up. Yeah, like right, exactly, right back up with that Delta van, bro. And I'm like, I'm not fooling around with these people. My nah. my wife and I, we've decided we're not the whole family, and all of us are vaccinated. We're not fooling around with any of that stuff. So Connecticut, the governor did a, a really thoughtful thing. He's like, you know, mm-hmm. we want to get people out. I think we're at we got a high rate of vaccination. Let's say I want to say, I want to say it's between sixty seven to seventy percent of people at least have had one shot. Oh wow, seventy percent. That's dope. I think our positivity rate at one point was like point six. Right. So he said, all participating museums and zoos, one adult and one child get in free. Want okay. to get everybody out. Okay. Dog, we went to the aquarium today. Mad Even thought Jack. we was trying to get into Disney World. <laughs> Mad crowded. 
the amount of people with no mask on. See, man, nah. And so I, our rule is in Connecticut, if you are vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask indoors with the exception of hospitals, healthcare facilities pretty much. Right. And I think government builders want you to wear a mask too. Right. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, how many of these people are really vaccinated? How many people just couldn't wait to take this mask off? Mm-hmm. And they're just out. I had to tell a student today. I was teaching the students uh, at a rescue squad where I work and, and where I help teach new EMS providers. And the student is participating in class. And this, and this type of class is very hands-on. It's very... Uh, very robust in regards to how close proximity you're going to be with your with your classmate and you can look around the class and everybody in the ambulance bay had masks on including myself and the students i said uh before you before you you can continue you need to put a mask on and he said no i'm okay no and i said no you're not okay you need to put a mask on and this is not even my rule this is this is the these are the rules as set forth by the program director and he says well so and so's not in the room i said what? go put a mask on i said go put a mask on and, you know and this and this is a student but i had to talk to him like my kid i said go put a mask on wow and not, and i wouldn't even have to talk to my kid like that because they put a mask on way before i would in in, in a social setting but I had to talk to them sharp. I had to speak to them sharply, like as if you were my son. I was like, no, no. Whatever your your silly ass personal non-scientific beliefs are, what you're not going to do is bring them into this setting. Medical and, field. Right. It, it, this, it, right. And you're supposed to represent the science. What you're not going to do is, is bring it in right here. You can you can comply or you can leave. And right now, I'm okay with either. That's why they. That's why the Delta variant getting ball in the sixth inning gonna close out the game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's no, it's no joke. This Delta variant is no joke, bro. Um, before we get out of here, what have you been watching? What have you been, been finding some time to to get to watch? I, you know what, I I hopped on the treadmill. The, the the one thing that I've been sort of keeping up on hasn't been a a show. It has been a sporting event, and the sporting event has been the NBA Finals. I have not got a ch- gotten a chance to watch it live. I got a chance to I've got you know getting getting the the the, the, the secondhand stuff. Um, what I am excited about is the possibility that Chris Paul becomes an NBA champion. I, despite the fact that he's a pariah around the league, no one really likes him. The fact that uh, the fact of his age. And that he's still playing at this high a level, and he's definitely turned it up another gear in this playoffs has been uh, nothing short of miraculous. And I think, by that same token, conversely, you're going to see. I know this is this isn't a sports podcast. I think you're going to see that Giannis Antetokounmpo says, "You know what? We're not good enough to." I think if the Suns take it, and I think they they have a good chance of doing it, they're, they're up to. I think if the Suns take it, I think you're going to see Giannis say, "All right, that's enough of this," and he's going to move on. And uh, and I can't say I blame him. I, that man just signed an extension. Unless they trade him for Dame Lillard. Oh, they did. 
Yeah. Oh, he stuck. Oh, he won't see. He stuck. Oh, well, they, well, they got to. You know what? Well, there are worse pieces to build a team around. Yeah. You know what? I'll say this, and folks, this is a quick segue into sports, real quick. Um, do you know why people hate Chris Paul? Uh, I've heard that they say he's like two faced. I mean, like, like, like a like a two faced guy. Uh, what's to do? Brian or or something from ESPN came on, made a good point, and then a lot of people corroborate this. Chris Paul is a dude that knows everything. Okay, and that only works in two places. If you're the absolute best at what you do, or if you're older than everybody, he finally hmm. he's on a team now where. I'm older than all of y'all. Y'all gonna listen to me. So right. you see, it's working here. That shit wasn't flying in, in, in the Clippers. Or the or was it uh or the Hornets, right? Yeah. When the Hornet used too new. He was good, but you was yeah. too new. And the Clippers, you got Blake and DeAndre looking at you like this is yeah. play ball, man. Yeah, true, true. Now you on this team, it's a bunch of young cats. You and the coach is damn near the same age. This y'all get true. along. <laughs> You are yeah. the extension of the coach on the court. Yeah, very true. I think uh, so. I, I, that's what I've been watching. You know, outside of the outside of the, um, and I don't want I don't want to derail this and take it take it in the left field with this, but outside of the, the 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 drama a few days ago with ESPN and um, and Rachel Nichols and uh, Maria Taylor, folks, but you can check the been, show notes because we'll talk about that on another podcast. Yeah, yeah. We're definitely gonna talk about that, but but this is that's been that's what that's what's been keeping me, you know, like I was watching on the treadmill a few days ago, last yesterday. I was catching up on that when I was on the treadmill yesterday. So that's what uh that's what I've been watching. What have you been watching? Did you ever get to watch? Remember, I recommended Invincible. Yes, I watched a little bit of that, but I know you recommended that. So so that's what's been keeping you uh keeping you in wrap. No. How 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 deep did you get into it? Not as deep as my sons have. My sons have watched more, more. Uh, they, they, that's their, they, my, my oldest son is the one who told me more about it, like you had. It's dope. It is okay. my favorite non big two comic book thing. You, okay. you know, non DC, non Marvel. It is dope. Okay. The well written, well written, well acted. It's, it hits on everything. Okay. It is essentially the Superman story, but I wasn't sent here to save y'all. Mm. And I, I, I effed up and had a family. Now I kind of care, but I still got to carry out the mission. Mm. It's the story more, more, more like uh, more, much more human. Yeah. Very, very okay. good. And I'm glad that they got uh, renewed. I think they got renewed for season two and three. Oh wow! Okay, because I rarely get out of like non DC, non Marvel stuff, and now it it was just convenient. So I switched over to Comicsology for the mm-hmm. most part. Yeah, um, I and now I got to figure out if I'm going to still keep buying Captain America and uh, Black Panther because the writers are switching. I don't know who's picking up Captain America. Right. Uh, I want to see. Not Barry Jenkins. Another really good like black writer director is picking up Black Panther, but mm-hmm. he got delayed. So I'm gonna give it a shot. But outside of that, I'll probably just for now going for like, until I figure out what's going on. I stick with Batman, but the problem okay. with him is he's got like six different books. Right. 
Um, there's a there's a, and it's funny we're talking about we didn't want black men to become bat, uh, Batman to become black. Lucius Fox's son is taking over for Batman in the Future State series. What? But Bruce is still around, and he's sort of Batman, but like the main Batman is Lucius Fox, the son's version. Um, so that's that has been pretty interesting. Okay. Does he do a good job as Batman? He's doing all right. He's doing all right. It's, I wouldn't feel like he's letting Bruce down. And because I've, I've, I've just been reading a lot, like catching up on old stuff, just like a lot of old comic books. Okay. Well, listen, does he beat breaks off of people just in general like Batman does? Less. He's not like breaking your leg. Because you didn't, you know, you jumped a turnstile in the subway. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> it just randomly beat breaks off. People. Nah. And, and there's a couple times he had some encounters with Bruce. Like, he tried to, kind of tried to tell Bruce, like, yo, you got to tone this down, dog. <laughs> you can't just be just randomly punching people in the mouth. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> so that's that's been interesting. And, but that's why I did, like, and I watched Invincible. I you know what I've been playing a hell out of a lot of video games lately. Um, I got the Marvel Avengers games. Not bad. Could be okay. better. I don't like the outfits they put on people. Like Captain America is literally wearing a SWAT outfit, just red, white, and no. blue. Yeah. No. And I'm sitting there like, why did y'all let these people design these characters themselves? What game is this? Marvel. It's a Marvel Avengers game. It's maybe I think Square Enix. The game is good. The story is actually really good. It's you get the team when they're like in their glory years, like we were established, people love us. The Helicare is essentially a museum now. They're a little lax. Right. Um, but just the way they have these people. And it's funny because I'm looking at them like, why didn't y'all just make them look exactly like they did in the MCU? Right. Why did y'all right. try to do your own thing? Like Cap is w- literally wearing a flak jacket. Oh, uh, I'm looking at it right now online. What is this nonsense? Yeah. But and here's a kicker. But if you want the MCU suit, it's ten dollars per per character. Oh, that's cool. This dude looks like a cop. Exactly. Like the game is fun. It's dope. It just looks wild. It looks like RoboCop. Yep. What the hell, man? No. Look at the Black Widow. She looked crazy. She looked like Rachel Nichols. <laughs> These cats is wild and uh, whatever, man. Whatever. I mean, if if. if at least it's a fun, the game is fun to play. Then whatever, but what I'm excited and about I, and is get, that... and get the paid and, get, and, to, and to get their original skins, you have to pay ten dollars. Yep, a piece. Yeah. Um, there's a, a Wakanda expansion coming out next month. That's what like forced me to go out and get it. Cause I was like, okay, I, I gotta play this. Right. And then I saw the Black Panther suit. I'm like, what in the hell is this? <laughs> it's just garbage. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess I'll be paying ten dollars for the MCU Black Panther because. Mm, I'm not mm, walking mm. around wearing this Dollar Tree outfit, <laughs> and they know this this great value, John. Yeah, and they knew. They're like, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll we'll give you this, John, if you want. And, we, and it's a cash grab. They know. Yeah, they knew. Yeah, uh, folks, thank you for rocking with us. Uh, we will try to be back in a couple of weeks because I want y'all to hear what Jim thinks of Black Widow. Yes, sir. Uh, the finale to Loki. That'll probably put us, you know, end of end of July. That's when we really start ramping back up with our MCU because we'll get Shang Chi in the fall, the Eternals in the fall. So allegedly, we're getting Spider Man. That's what they told us, but I still ain't seen the trailer yet. True story. Yeah, yeah, I'm, so, I'm waiting to see what, what to do with that too. But some toys, pictures of the toys leaked out, and they didn't gave that away. 
So, so they, we will there see. There should be a film, yeah. Should be. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I'm Ren. I'm Jim. Jim. Peace. Peace.